Houston. I began to read, and write a little, about the big rich. Though I didn't realize it at the time, those were the years, the early and mid-1980s, when their era was ending. The fathers of those boys from River Oaks were going bankrupt. Their buildings were being sold or torn down. The state was completing a decades-long maturation, and the new Texas, chock-a-block with northern-owned corporations and Yankee executives and their shimmering office parks, was fast becoming something different and somehow artificial, a Texas-flavored Ohio. Something was being lost. I haven't lived in Texas for twenty years, but in some ways I've never left. My parents are still there. I visit often. Still, when my editor suggested some kind of book on Texas oil, I was surprised how quickly a structure sprang to mind. It took barely thirty seconds, in fact. It would be not about the oil industry, per se, but about the great Texas oil families, the ones who generated all those myths, the Hunts, the Basses, the Murkisons, the Collins. I thought of them as the Big Four, though it wasn't until I began my research that I found they had been called exactly that, although not since the 1950s. This book is built on three years of research, during which I plunged into dozens of Texas and out-of-state archives, interviewed surviving members of the Big Four families, and read more than two hundred books and thousands of newspaper and magazine articles. Some of the choicest information I found in county courthouses, in the mammoth, musty, suitcase-sized ledger books, where Texas clerks for decades scrawled out the minutiae of land records, oil leases, and lawsuits. The published literature is hefty, but uneven, and hasn't been refreshed since the great bankruptcies of the 1980s. There have been four books published on the Hunts, two on the Murkisons, one on Roy Cullen, and nothing but bits of journalism on the Basses and their paterfamilias, Sid Richardson. The best of these are Harry Hurt III's 1981 History of the Hunts, Texas Rich, and Jane Wolfe's 1989 The Murkisons, both books are definitive. I've done my best to add new material to their stories, despite having far fewer pages to use, a product of telling all four families' tales at once. Also of great help were books written by the foremost historian of the Texas oil industry, Roger Olean. These and other histories served as a starting point to explore the rise and fall of the greatest Texas oilmen many of whom are fast being forgotten. There's never been anything lasting written about Houston's flamboyant Glenn McCarthy, though there should be. It's hard to find anyone under sixty who remembers a Texas legend so famous in his day he adorned the cover of time. There's been even less written about the secret of Sid Richardson, once the richest man in America. My research led into areas other historians have downplayed or ignored, notably the Big Four's involvement in national politics. Texas oil's contribution to America's rightward shift in recent decades became a major theme for me. I mean, 
The bushes had to come from somewhere. This book is what you might call an engineered history. That is, I've superimposed the narrative framework onto disparate events that may be familiar to Texans of a certain age. There are concepts introduced here with which some academic historians may disagree, such as the idea that Texas oil wealth was discovered by the national press in 1948. The story of the Big Four's introduction to, and ignominious departure from, Washington politics during the 1950s has likewise never been told. Few realized what was happening at the time, and even fewer wrote about it afterward. In fact, the very idea that the high-water years of the Big Four constituted an era from 1920 until about 1986 is likely to be challenged in...